You are listening to the Fantasy Alarm Fantasy Football Podcast with John Pemba and Andrew Cooper. What's going on, FA Nation? John Pemba here with Andrew Cooper. Welcome into the Quick Out Fantasy Football Podcast. Coop, it is week 17. It is championship week. Congratulations to those of you who have made it this far in your fantasy football playoffs. We got you covered right now. Thursday night football all the way to Monday night football. We're giving you those quick takes you guys need to know about each matchup on this slate. Coop, it's been a wild week already. Some big names not playing. Some quarterbacks bench. Some surprising injuries popping up as well. It's crazy, my dude, and it is the biggest week of the year. So we're going to get right into it. And for anyone that's uh, you know not in their championship, don't worry about it because we're going to drop the names of pretty much every relevant player. Uh, anyone that's playing DraftKings, FanDuel, we're going to sneak you some plays. So uh, you're going to be all right either way. We're going to have fun. It's still football. Just remember out there sometime in the summer when it's the uh, all-star break for baseball and there's no sports happening, just think about how you felt then and just enjoy this football, even if you don't have any fantasy championships. If you do, we're going to help you win them, and we're going to start that right now with Thursday night game. Yep, Thursday night football, Dallas Cowboys versus the Tennessee Titans. Titans are at home getting 14. Is a 40-and-a-half game total, and what a tough blow for some Oof. fantasy football managers here. Derek Henry and Tony Pollard both ruled out for tonight's game. Some RB1s fallen by the wayside. You're going to have Hassan Hoskins running back leading for Tennessee here tonight. Ezekiel Elliott, of course, going to be the lead back there in Dallas, but maybe a little bit of a boost there for the backup running back now is Malik Davis uh, coming up behind Elliott here in the depth chart. Yeah, he should sneak in a little bit. They're not just going to give Zeke every single carry, and they don't have anybody else in the depth chart, really. So uh, we should see a good amount of Malik Davis. Uh, Zeke already, uh, to this point, you know, I know he missed a couple games with injuries, but in the last eight games he's played, he scored a touchdown, at least a touchdown. Some of those games he scored two. So Zeke is an absolute smash spot here. You know, when one window closes, a door opens somewhere else, so something along those lines. I think that's what's going on right here. So if you have Zeke Davis, uh, Zeke Elliott, you're already starting him. Now you're smashing him in there. And um, you might win a uh, big best ball tournament if you made it this far with Zeke because this is where it really matters. This is crunch time. Yeah, listen, he's going to get the full workload here tonight in a great matchup against Tennessee. Uh, Josh Dobbs starting at quarterback for the Tennessee Titans here tonight. They signed him eight days ago. Uh, and they're benching Willie Gwillis here. Uh, some people on Twitter are speculating that they, they just don't want to get the kid hurt going up against this Dallas Cowboys defense. Uh, Josh Dobbs, and a literal rocket scientist, maybe he's capable of figuring out uh, the Dallas Cowboys pass rush. Yeah, well, Matt Patricia is also a rocket scientist. So how much? How how's that, that working? That's true. Can't call an offense. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah, I will tell you for the gamblers out there, this spread has been bleeding. It, it would probably, if everyone was healthy, this would probably be like maybe a three, four, five point game. Uh, once Ryan Tannehill was out, it went to eight. Once Derrick Henry was out, it went up to twelve and a half. It's already up to fourteen now. Who knows where it's going to settle by kickoff tonight? But my goodness, I'm I'm staying away from this one. The Titans also have nothing to play for. Uh, it's basically the Titans versus Jaguars game in week 18 will decide who wins the division and goes to the playoffs. The Titans can only make the playoffs by winning that game. They can't win the wild card. So this game actually is meaningless for that team. That's probably why they're sitting so many of their star players, Jeffrey Simmons, all these guys. The Jaguars can make the wild card, so they are probably not going to be uh, sitting guys this week. So just something to think about with these Titans, man. It is, uh, it's not a good spot, and it might be a little too easy a game for the Cowboys in terms of the pass catchers and those guys. So just something to think about. That's why in DFS tonight, showdown slate, Malik Davis might be sneaky because if Dallas goes up 24, you know, they're not going to put Zeke out there for a whole workload. They're going to put the backups in 
Uh, oh, yeah. and, and that's a way in, in showdown slates to be different. And, and maybe you know, maybe Cooper Rush makes a DFS showdown lineup tonight. You know, coming in for Dak in the fourth when this game's well out of hand uh, and putting up some fantasy points there. I've never seen a lineup uh, with two quarterbacks on the same team, but maybe tonight is the way uh, to get a little crazy in showdown. All right, let's move. You want to get real crazy, crazy in yeah. showdown? Go out and start the fastest wide receiver they have on their team, an explosive guy that ran back two punts in the preseason. Sneak a little Cavante Turpin onto a line. Love it. You know Love what I mean? It. Definitely a slate to get different on this showdown because so many guys can be available uh, and playing in tonight's game here. Uh, all right, let's go to Sunday action. The important games here, Arizona versus Atlanta. Atlanta's giving threes, a 42.5 game total. Colt McCoy back in the mix here for the Arizona Cardinals. Clear concussion protocol. Uh, Atlanta, Desmond Ritter last week uh, crushed his passing prop finally. Threw for over 200 yards. The majority of that, once again, going to Drake London. Another big day on the ground from Tyler Algiers taking over that lead back role in Atlanta. For Arizona, James Conner continues to lead the way. DeAndre Hopkins had 10 targets last week, but just one catch with Trace McSorley uh, under center. But Colt McCoy has to be a big improvement now for guys like Brown, Hopkins, and maybe even Trey McBride. Trey McBride is one of the number one ones that I think is a big improvement for because uh, he wasn't really being targeted by uh, Kyler Murray. But in the first two games McCoy played, he had 11 targets over those two games. And then, of course, our boy Trace McSorley came in and was just not efficient. I mean, he threw 10 targets at DeAndre Hopkins, and Hopkins was only able to bring in a man that catches everything. Man that catches everything caught one of 10 targets from this fella. So we welcome Colt McCoy back. And with all the craziness going on at the QB position, Colt McCoy is a guy you got to be thinking about in super flex or two QB leagues. Uh, I mean, think about like, you know, you're not going to start Desmond Ritter. You're not going to start Dobbs. I mean, geez, you're not going to start Mac Jones. You're going to start Jared Stidham this week. Jared Stidham. Yeah. I mean, it's like the ugliness is pushing up some of these, you know, anybody that's played two or three games in this, uh, you know, in this league this year, is looking like a better option than some of these guys. So something to think about there. Definitely something to think about there. Again, Atlanta, we know where we're going. Anybody outside of Drake London hit you have any interest in? Uh, yeah, if I need to, I don't mind starting Tyler uh, Algier. He's uh, he's looked pretty good. He's he's in that group of guys that you know aren't getting the full role, but they're getting the better part of it. They're getting uh, their, the preference on the rundowns. They're getting the goal line carries. So I don't think it's crazy to fit him in in certain lineups, especially against the Cardinals. So uh, he, he's the only other guy I'm really considering. There's no tight ends. You're not going to start Almeida Zacchaeus, even though he plays a good snap share. So, uh, you know, not a lot to pick from uh, on that team. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, next game on the board, going to be the highest likely roster ship percentage in DFS this week. Chicago Bears on the road against the Detroit Lions. It is a Lions giving six points here. It's a 52 and a half game total. Uh, you know, Detroit, you know, they went at home this season. Uh, Jared Goff is averaging 23 fantasy points per game on the road. It was 13. So a 10 point fantasy point bump for Jared Goff went at home, which means you got to think good things for Avon Rossi Brown. DJ Chark, and the running back situation is going to be interesting. Jamal Williams left, left game, looking a little banged up. Uh, no injury designation, though, going into at least this weekend as of now. So you're going to be looking at Swift and Jamal Williams here in a good spot against Chicago. On the flip side, you're looking at Justin Fields. Uh, gets a chance now to play inside last week, that win game, kind of tough to go around. And he had no wide receivers, but Claypool potentially returning. He's got Cole Komet and both complements of running backs with Cleo Herbert and David Montgomery. So if you're looking at this game from a DFS perspective, uh, plenty of good options here. 
Yeah, there are some strong plays in this game for sure. On the Bears side, you're starting Justin Fields. I think both quarter Justin Fields probably top five quarterback easily. And uh, Jared Goff, I mean, top eight, ten. I mean, there's not many guys out there you could put ahead of him in a matchup with an over-under of 52.5, which is up from where it opened. So uh, things are only treading treading in the right direction there. Uh, so you're starting both quarterbacks if you, you know, most likely, especially in Superflex and 2QB. Uh, Cole Komet is in a, pretty much a slam spot here. He played 59 of 62 snaps last week. The three weeks before that, he played 100% of the snaps. And the last time he played this Lions defense, he had a 35% target share, scored two touchdowns. This defense is leaky versus the tight end. So you can definitely get Cole Komet in there. I have him in a top, you know, He's easily a top 10 tight end for me, and you might want to consider him over some guys with tougher matchups that we'll talk about later. Uh, in terms of the wide receivers on the Bears, uh, more DFS start throws than anyone that you would be willing to start in a real league. Uh, Byron Pringle and Dante Pettis leading the charge in terms of snaps. You're starting David Montgomery where you have him. Khalil Herbert you know, contributed a little bit, but he's still uh, the second fiddle there. And then on the Lions side, we like Amon Ross St. Brown. You start him everywhere. We like DJ Chark. The only down game he had was against Sauce Gardner, which everybody has down games right. against Sauce Gardner, right? The other games, he had 90 yards, 90 yards, 100 yards. What more can you ask Look for? Look at the last two in- home games for him. The last two home games, the last two games were on the road. The last two home games for him uh, in that dome, uh, big-time performances there um, for the Lions in that passing offense. So definitely uh, going to be one of the highest stacks on the board because Jared Goff on DraftKings is under $6,000. DJ Chark is just $4,300. I'm on Rossi Brown's under $8K, so... Uh, when you're looking at stacks this week, Detroit's going to be the guy uh, that everybody's going to be looking towards. Uh, next matchup on the board, Jacksonville versus Houston. Houston at home getting four is a 43.5 game total. Uh, of course, the one matchup we've targeted all season long is running backs against the Texans. Travis Etienne, step up. Yep, it's time, baby. And he's looking fully healthy. And like we said, people were asking me, you know, are you concerned about the Jaguars benching guys? They have a realistic path to the wild card. Uh, you know, it's like teams, they're in the mix with teams like the Steelers and Jets in terms of percentage. And I think they're, you know, if they win this game, then they're looking pretty good. Like if they win this game and lose next week, they need a little help, but it's not crazy for them to make the wild card. So they're going to be playing to win. They're not, you know, there's nothing you would regret more than being in a spot where you look back and say, we would have made the wild card if we just took the Texans game seriously. And you have to take the Texans seriously because they have been putting up a fight. I mean, they took the Cowboys up to the wire. They took the Chiefs to overtime. Yep. And then they just beat the Titans. So this Texas team is a team you have to take seriously. So I'm interested in starting ETN. I'm starting Christian Kirk. I'm starting Zay Jones. I'm starting Evan Ingram. I'm starting Trevor Lawrence. These guys are all, they were good options in DFS. And Trevor Lawrence has looked good. And the targets are highly consolidated. So yeah. I'm interested in all those guys. Whereas on Houston, John, are you interested in any, any literally anyone? Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks. Nine yep. targets, found the end zone last week. So that's that's it. Uh, no that's running it. backs for me, no other wide receivers for me. It's uh, it's Brandon Cooks, and I, I'm moving on. That's, that's about it. All right, on to the next game then. Uh, next game here, Denver Broncos, Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City's giving 12.5. It's a 44.5 game total here. Uh, we saw this game two weeks ago. Uh, Kansas City was actually blowing out Denver there for a little bit. Then Russell Wilson gave, came back. What a nice charge. He eventually got hurt in that game. Brett Ripien had to come in. Uh, Denver fell short of their comeback. Uh, this is the game where Jerick McKinnon had that 60-yard touchdown reception. Uh, Travis Kelsey had a decent game. Nothing special, but decent. Uh, at least for Denver, they're all healthy. You know, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, Russell Wilson all back uh, for this game here. And I don't mind actually taking 
Judy and Sutton here. Greg Dolchich didn't practice Wednesday with a hamstring injury. I guess that's something to potentially yeah. watch. Chase Edmonds also returned from IR last week. He's now in the mix at the running back position. Now, I'm going to update my rankings on uh, Sunday morning for my tight end rankings because there's enough, there's too many moving parts with like Greg Dolchich, guys that are questionable. So I'm going to uh, send out an updated list of the weekly rankings for tight ends. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, guys like Dulcich, uh, guys like, you know, uh, Pat Fryermuth, Cole Kmet. I mean, guys could move around. So uh, keep an eye out. I'm going to get those updated when we have the uh, more information in, but it's too early to decide with Dulcich because we don't have enough reports on uh, whether he's practicing in full yet. But I like that matchup if he you know gets a full practice in. Otherwise, he, it's close enough that you can probably look elsewhere. Uh, you know, on the Chiefs side, we know what we're doing. Uh, you know, you know you're starting Kelsey, you're starting Mahomes, you're starting McKinnon. Uh, the Juju, he, he looked like he was kind of pulling it together, had 11 targets and 10 targets. Last week, only four targets, three receptions, 27 yards, John. Uh, Juju, can you trust him? Uh, it's a tough spot. I mean, listen, Denver's Denver's defense has actually been okay. Uh, they have a decent secondary. I mean, if you have them, you have to play them. You're not going to be benching yeah. them. So, uh, you know, but you definitely have to temper your expectations for sure. It's Patrick Mahomes. Like, anybody can score touchdowns in this Kansas City Chiefs offense. Lately, it's been Jarek McKinnon, right, just catching the football, right. uh, which has taken away some of the value there, of course. But, uh, yeah, just, it could certainly be a juju week. Yep, exactly. Yep. So I'm in on that. And Latavius Murray, use him where you need to, just know – uh, you know, I, Chase Edmonds, is he, he, did he show up in the injury report? Because he played like half the snaps. Uh, he just came back from IR. So it wouldn't shock me if, uh, you know, if he was just kind of working his way back in. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm a little concerned about Latavius Murray there with uh, Chase Edmonds usage last week. So watch out there. And I guess my last note would be if Greg Dulcich is out, don't try to get cute with like Eric Saubert or Eric Tomlinson or Andrew Beck, who is honestly more of a fullback than a tight end. It's none of those guys are really built to catch a ton of passes, right? So no one's going to step in and be a stud pass catcher. And, you know, Dulcich himself has already been a little bit risky. So you're not going to don't try and chase that if uh, if that's what you were planning on doing. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. Miami, New England, next game here. This is where, again, we hit another quarterback situation to Otago Bailoa in concussion protocol. Looking like Teddy Bridgewater going to be taking the snaps here for Miami in this matchup. Last week, we saw Jeff Wilson come back, out-snap Brady Mostert, find the end zone there as well. Looking like we're going to another timeshare in the running back situation between those two backs. For New England, more disarray. Uh, Mac Jones, you know, Ronda Stevenson fumbling away the end of that football game. A lot of frustration on the offensive side of the football. And then, uh, at least as of Wednesday, three secondary guys not practicing for New England. Mac Jones, Jack Jones, and Jalen Mills through the top cornerbacks on this team. Uh, it could be a long day for New England facing Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle if they don't have those three out there. Yeah, that's a real problem. I mean, Marcus Jones has been one of the most exciting parts of this team. He's got a touchdown on offense, a touchdown on defense, a touchdown on special teams. Not seeing him out there, uh, you know, hurts not having that spark. And, of course, Jack Jones has been one of the best corners in the league. Forget rookie corners. Just outright been one of the better corners. Did really well against Devontae Adams. Did really well against DeAndre Hopkins. He's a, he's a gamer. So if they don't have him... It's going to be uh, – uh, I think you're going to feel fine about Tyreek Hill and Waddle. I think you start them anyway because Teddy Bridgewater is, uh, you know, he's not as good as Tua, but, I mean, 80 85%. He, he had a 300-yard passing game against Minnesota this season, so he's not right. incapable of throwing the football. Exactly. So he's you – know, get him in there if you have to in, in – uh, 
in Superflex and in two QB leagues with the Patriots. I mean, I, it's hard to trust anybody outside of Ramondre Stevenson, right? I mean, maybe yeah. Jacoby Myers maybe, in a full maybe PPR. Maybe Myers must. or maybe Kendrick Bourne. Bourne had a nice yeah. increase in snap share last week, and obviously, you know, he's a favorite target of uh, of Mac Jones. Right. Yeah, with Devontae Parker out, it's just the Patriots. They're going to be pulling out all the stops here. If they if they lose this game, the season's over, right? If uh, the odds of them making the playoffs, if they lose this game. Go essentially goes to uh, zero. So yeah, uh, it does go to zero. It so goes to zero. Yeah, they, they, they have, have to they win. They have to win out, and they have a good opportunity to win out if if they beat Miami. There's a good chance Buffalo benches their starters in Week 18 if they have things wrapped up. So yeah, Patriots are in at least a position to win out, but they haven't been their friend the last couple of weeks. Uh, literally fumbling away games. Uh, against the Raiders and the Bengals the last two weeks yeah. here. So uh, it's funny when you talk about the Patriots, you can technically say they're in control of their own destiny because if they win both games, they make the playoffs, but they're playing the Dolphins and they're playing the Bills. So uh, it's really not as simple as that, right? Yeah, not, definitely not as simple as that for sure. <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah, everybody's everybody's in control of their own destiny when you're playing each other right and, yeah. and the winner the winner goes on so yeah it's the afc east is set up for a bloodbath here uh just if the patriots can do anything then uh it could get it could get interesting 100 there let's go to the next game here we have the colts versus the giants uh nick Foles experiment last week dreadful uh mm. just saturday going right back to the well though going with nick Foles here uh zach moss led the backfield uh we didn't really see Deion Jackson out there, tough for those fantasy managers who thought there may have been some level of timeshare uh, in that backfield. just was not the case to be. We saw Jelani Woods actually uh, make an impact there in this passing offense. Uh, maybe Jelani Woods here this week as a dart throw tight end against the Giants, Coop? Yeah, I think uh, potentially. So he played a good chunk of snaps, but the, here's the here's the rub. Um, he, he did this before when he had the big game, and it was because Kylan Granson was out. If Kylan Granson is going to be playing, then I don't trust Jelani Woods. I don't trust him anyway, honestly. But uh, if jo- if Kylan Granson's out, then we are interested in, in Jelani Woods. But you got to keep in mind that this team, with the Colts, they've been, they've been eliminated from the playoffs. So, uh, you know, they are doing a bit of uh, tryouts here. You saw Ashton Doolin get out there to try and make a couple plays. Derwin James pretty much took his head off, so... That didn't work out so well, but they're going to see what they have in some of these guys. They're going to try out different guys. Jordan Wilkins got out there, played just as many snaps as Deion Jackson. So it's hard to trust a team that's in that mindset of, why don't we just see what we got in some of these guys? Let's let everybody get a, a couple targets, and, and we'll figure it out from there. So uh, kind of difficult to trust these guys. On the on the other side, the Giants, their offense is pretty consolidated now. They're running 11 personnel. Right, which is three wide receivers, one running back, one tight end. It's the same three guys pretty much all the time. Darius Slayton, Isaiah Hodgins, and uh, Richie James, and then Daniel Bellinger at tight end. So when they do that, at least you know who the main characters are. Yeah. But at the same time, it doesn't consolidate the t- – like we, we kind of prefer when a team uses two wide receivers and then like a fullback because then you know it's the two wide receivers. When you have three wide receivers – you get what we get from the Giants, which is you don't know who's going to score the touchdown and somebody's going to get covered by Stephon Gilmore. So uh, all those guys are worth dart throws. It's just you just know that we don't know which is which guy is the guy from week to week, you know? Yep, 100 uh, percent. Saints Philly next matchup on the board and big news here. Once again, last week, Gardner Minshew's filled in for uh, Jalen Hurts. Uh, came through pretty admirably for fantasy managers, over 25 fantasy points there against a tough Dallas Cowboys defense, over 330 yards, uh, three total touchdowns, two picks that really weren't his fault. Quez Watkins kind of just got up muscle for the football there. But uh, as of reports today, Jalen Hurts seen at practice. So uh, he said he was pushing to play for this week. So fantasy managers, if you have Jalen Hurts, 
you might be plugging him into your lineup in championship football week here. Yep. And I, I, for me personally, I don't think the chain from Jalen Hurts to Gardner Minshew uh, hurts the pass catchers much. If it affects anybody, it affects Miles Sanders, right? He's the guy that loses the yeah. goal line. And, and Miles Sanders is not even at practice today, so he may not even be available for this week. Yeah, if he's out, then we're going to see Boston Scott in the early down roll, and then we'll see Kenneth Gainwell in the passing down roll. Uh, you know, now, from the pass catcher standpoint, for this Eagles team, regardless of who's quarterback, I'm confident in A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith because of the way that the Saints defense is set up. They are one of the best defenses over the middle in the pass game. They are the number one defense versus the tight end, and that's a large part to guys like Demario Davis, Marcus May, uh, the Honey Badger. Like they have got, they have killers over the middle. So uh, I, I'm I'm a little worried for Dallas Goddard, and uh, I think that Devonta Smith and AJ Brown should be fairly safe on the outside here. Yeah, uh, I, the... I agree with you there. I almost feel like even though I have so much Jalen Hurts, um, you know, I, I also do have AJ Brown in some leagues here. Uh, I hope that shoulder's ready to go if they're going to put him out there because, uh, you know, if he's still dealing with that sprained shoulder, it's not good enough for him to throw the football effectively. You know, uh, that arm strength maybe could be a, a little bit of a, of a problem there. But uh, I trust the team. Try, Got to trust Sirianni. They wouldn't put this team in a spot to lose because uh, they haven't wrapped up anything yet. You know, they, they no. still got to win these games here to get out that number one seed. On the same side, Chris Olave did return to practice, but really tough spot against Philly here. Uh, the Eagles defense the last four games – Six, six, seven, and six sacks. So uh, they get after the quarterback. Uh, Alvin Kamara was not at practice due to both a personal and a thigh injury. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see if Kamara is able to get back on Thursday or Friday for a limited uh, session there. Because again, the uh, the Saints aren't playing for anything. They're winding their season down, and uh, you know this is a, probably one of the hardest matches for them all year. Yeah, I mean Alvin Kamara doesn't play. David Johnson, John, you no. Know? Tell me yes or no. Uh, if he's there, maybe you might have to. DFS. DFS, extra creepy play if you want. But, yeah, it's David Johnson's kind of been washed for a bit here now. Uh, and then, you know, with the wide receivers, man. We, I, I don't know. We, even if a fully healthy Chris Olave going up against Darius Slay and James Bradbury, catching passes from Andy Dalton. And yeah. I guess trying to catch him from Taysom Hill. I don't, like, I, it's just not interesting to me. And, you know, same same really goes for Juwan Johnson. Uh, if you must, but again, he only ran 10 routes last week. He only played 27 of 54 snaps, which is, uh, exactly half, exactly 50% of the snaps. It's just, it's not enough for me. It's not enough. Yeah. Um, so, you know, if, if you must, there's a lot of players on this, pretty much the entire saints offense is a, if you must, <laughs> if you have absolutely nobody else, uh, Carolina, Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay giving three at home, 40 and a half game total here, uh, a matchup that could dictate the division. Uh, if Carolina is able to pull off a victory here, it'll be they'll be two and zero against Tampa Bay uh, in their season series. Um, Carolina last week two hundred and was it ten yards by halftime against the Lions on the ground. Both Dante Foreman and Chuba Hubbard running all over Detroit. Probably won't have the same success running against Tampa Bay. On the flip side, you have Tampa Bay uh, coming some late back comeback wins there the last few weeks for them. But that said, uh, Tampa Bay's offense, Tom Brady especially, much better at home this year. 14 touchdowns, just four interceptions at home. He has He's averaging over 20 fantasy points at home compared to just 13 on the road. So uh, maybe some big improvements here for that Tampa Bay offense this weekend. I mean, if if they can win this, if they can get into the playoffs, man, they just got Tristan Wirfs back. They activated Ryan Jensen from the IR, the, the Pro Bowl center that we thought was going to miss the whole season. They activated him. He has a 21-day window now to come back. 
I mean, geez, if they if what if they went out and convinced Ali Marpet and Gronk to come back and just get the whole band back together for one last playoff run, right? I mean, I doubt the last two are going to happen, but you get Tristan Wirfs back and Ryan Jensen at the right time. I don't know. It, all of a sudden, Listen, you, you know, you don't want to give Tom Brady a chance. You give Tom Brady a exactly. chance, and he just steps up in the moments here. So I'll tell I'll tell you, man. Like, make all the jokes you will about the NFC South and whatever. When you, if you're a wild card team and you have to go out there in a loser go with home game and look across the field at Tom Brady, you're not going to feel good about Tom it. Tom Brady's no going to have a home game what. round one. You're, that is terrifying, right? Like if I you're know. a team that that's going into the wild card. So, uh, yeah. And uh, last week, uh, listen, uh, Leonard Fournette, interesting. He tweeted out that he's that he's playing through a Liz Frank injury and then deleted the tweet. Uh, so maybe the maybe the Tampa Bay Buccaneers about to get fined for uh, lack of injury reporting. But 20 carries last week for Leonard Fournette, 10 targets for Leonard Fournette last week as well. Uh, I know a lot of people have been uh, you know calling uh, you know Lenny kind of in his grave here, looking for Rashad White to take over. But push comes to shove, when it comes down to the stretch, when it comes down to crunch time here, uh, Fournette's been the guy in the moment. Yeah, with that Fournette injury, what do they call that? The Streisand effect? Like a suit, the moment you try and censor something from the internet, it gets blown up. Oh, uh, yeah. Every, everybody immediately saw what happened. Yeah. Exactly. Like if I had not seen that, like if he had just left that tweet up, I, we probably would never would have seen it or made a big deal. But because he tried to delete it, all of a sudden you get that screenshot that says deleted yeah. on it, right? And then everyone's like, and then it becomes a huge deal. So, yeah, I, I think a little bit of Streisand effect on that one. But yeah. Fournette's interesting, and he played way more snaps than Rashad White. Can't trust Rashad White right now, given the situation. Uh, you know, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, you start. Yep. Kate Otten comes out, plays 68 of 81 snaps, run 43 routes, only one pass blocking snap. Uh, Cameron Brait only ran eight plays. So Kate Otten, it's his job now, man, and he's kind of interesting, except he gets a tough matchup against the Panthers. More of a DFS play to me than anything, but, uh, you know, for dynasty leagues, you got to be happy if you have K. Dodd. And if he's out there on the wire, got to scoop him up because I mean he came out and he earned the starting job over. We, we've been uh, calling you know, for that for weeks now. So over Cameron, you know, Kyle Rudolph played last week. Who cares? Co Keefe. I mean, I these guys. He's he beat. He's a rookie that beat out a bunch of guys that have had roles in this league for a long time. So good for him. Yep, I agree uh, 100% with you on that one there. Uh, next matchup on the board, we have Cleveland versus Washington Commanders. Another quarterback change here. Carson Wentz back under center for the Commanders here. They're giving one and a half. It's a 40 and a half game total here going up against the Cleveland Browns. Uh, this is a pretty interesting matchup here. Brian Robinson has one of the best back matchups on the board against the Cleveland Browns. Antonio Gibson, once again, not at practice today. So Oof. it is trending even further. Like Antonio Gibson will not be active for week 17, which means Brian Robinson, who's already getting 18 to 20 carries, likely going to continue seeing that heavy workload for them. Because uh, behind Brian Robinson, they don't have much, right? They got Jonathan Williams, they got Jarrett Patterson off their practice squad. Uh, we're thinking, you and I talked about it yesterday on the Better Sports Network show, uh, maybe Curtis Samuel kind of fills in as that pass-catching back role as well uh, in this offense here, especially knowing that Carson Wentz is back under center. Curtis Samuel and Carson Wentz uh, made some noise early in this season. So it's Washington Commanders offense in a pretty interesting spot now that Carson Wentz is back as a quarterback. 
we and John, like that take, like it's not even a bold take to a certain degree because we've seen it with this coach. I mean, it was on the Carolina Panthers, but 2020, Christian McCaffrey goes down. Curtis Samuel is lining up in the background backfield. He gets 40 carries for 200 yards, multiple touchdowns. I mean, I I think that you hit the nail on the head there, and I'm I don't think I'm going to make many DFS lineups this week that don't have Curtis Samuel snuck in there because not only uh, is does he get you know could he potentially get those carries, but Carson Wentz we know him as a low A dot type guy. He looks for those uh, he looks for the tight end, which he did a ton last week. He looks for Curtis Samuel, so uh, you know he also looks for Jahan Dotson. Jahan which, Dotson yeah. has touchdowns in three straight weeks. Uh, for him there. And then, of course, you know how he started the year. He was like four touchdowns in four games. Uh, the rookie has a nose for the end zone, and Carson Wentz was throwing to him early this year. Um, you know, definitely more of a big play guy. Uh, that's that's kind of the downfall for Terry McLaurin here because last week, Logan Thomas got six targets from Carson Wentz in the second half of that football game. Curtis Samuel got the touchdown catch, and John Dotson worked his way in there as well. So uh, if you have T-Mac, obviously you're playing him, but, uh, you know, temper your expectations. Taylor Heineke... Uh, and McLaurin were really the connection you were looking for there. Yeah, and that's the thing, man. Jahan Dotson, he's a he was a first round pick. Yes. He was sixteenth overall in the draft. He goes so. lost because of all the big names that were taken in that draft, but he's been one of the more productive wide receivers of that draft class so far. No joke. Yeah, he's having, he he had four touchdowns in his first four games, and then he got hurt in week four, mm-hmm. and that's that's why we haven't been talking much about him. But I mean, since coming back and getting back up to full speed. Last three games, nine targets and a touchdown. Six targets and a touchdown. Nine targets and a touchdown. He's just in your lineup. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, you just got to make those moves. So in your real lineups, John Dotson's in there. Terry McLaurin's in there. Curtis Samuel, to me, I think he's more of a sneaky DFS play. But, uh, you know, as much as we make that narrative sound really good on these airwaves, it, 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 it and once again, as we're playing into a narrative and hoping that will happen. So it's still a risky move in your championship. You yep. know, if you got no one else, get Curtis Samuel in there. But it is more of a DFS play where you say hey you know what this is why i started it whereas in your redraft leagues nobody cares why you started who all they care about is you winning right right uh cleveland side here coop uh obviously nick chubb is your is your running back you're playing them of course deshaun watson though thoughts on watson cooper donovan peoples jones david ninjoku uh in this spot here against washington yeah i mean i don't mind starting donovan peoples jones or amari cooper the reason we were fading them last week and we said we, every start sit we said sit these guys was because of the wind yep. right without the wind we we still like these guys we still like uh injoku even though it's a tough matchup for injoku washington has been one of the best defenses versus the tight end all year last week george kittle kind of proved that you can do a little something something against this team yeah elite, you know, elite like, tight end right yeah was able to get get through that washington commander's uh defense there Exactly. And the way George Kittle did it was, you know, he caught that the, the second touchdown, at least caught a bit, caught a pass in open field, made them pay with his athleticism. David Njoku is a, one of the most athletic tight ends there is. So uh, we do like those three guys. I'm not going, you know, no David Bell, no Harrison Bryant, no Kareem Hunt, not in championship week, not in DFS. Just, you know, we, we kind of know who the main players are here. So go with the guys, you know. Yep, I agree with you. Uh, San Francisco versus Las Vegas. As we mentioned, Derek Carr has been benched. In fact, Derek Carr went home. Uh, spoke to the team, asked if he could be, uh, you know, step away for the final two weeks, as to not be a distraction for the organization. The Raiders are still playing for a playoff spot. They need literally every right break to go their way, and they need to win out. 
Uh, Jarek Stidham now taking over as quarterback here. I uh, can't imagine that's going to go too well for them. They're getting 9.5 at home. It's a 41.5 game total. Uh, of course, the 49ers are an absolute wagon. Uh, Brock Purdy's still under center there. Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, Christian McCaffrey. There was a report yesterday that Debo Samuel had a chance to practice on Thursday. I'm going to go see if we've had any updates. You know, they are a West Coast team, so sometimes those practice updates uh, come a little bit later on in the day here. Uh, but a Debo Samuel could potentially practice and therefore be active uh, for this weekend here. That only makes things even tougher for the Raiders. Yeah, and the Raiders, I mean, you can tell the attitude. You talk about winning culture with a guy like Dan Campbell and the Lions. It's been the opposite with what we're hearing from these guys. You have Josh Jacobs coming out and saying, I'm sick of this. It's been like this for four years. I'm tired of losing. You know, not not sounding like a guy that's going to be back next year after they didn't pick up his fifth year option. You've got Devontae Adams coming out and saying, uh, you know, nobody liked this decision. And of course, I don't like it because I came here to play with Derek Carr. He's my friend. Like, you know, nobody's nobody's feeling it right now. So this whole narrative that, oh, Jared Stidham knows the plays, it's gonna be just fine. It's probably not gonna be just fine. So probably, you start, probably not. So that's definitely yeah. not against the 49ers. You start Josh Jacobs. You start Devontae Adams. But, I mean, I'm steering away from Darren Waller, who only played 21 snaps of 53 last week. I'm staying away from Hunter Renfro, who only played 25 of 53 snaps. They're still using Keelan Cole a bit. They're still using Foster Moreau a bit. I'm just I'm staying away from those guys because we can't trust this offense as is. And now they're going to play 50% of the snaps. Nah, not going to do it. Uh, with San Francisco – it's Christian McCaffrey. It's Brandon Ayuk. It's uh, George Kittle. You know, it's George Kittle. If you if you have a league where you start a fullback, Kyle Youthcheck is about <laughs> as good as good as you're gonna get. But beyond that, John, you, Juwan Jennings, any of those guys nah. in DFS or anything? Nah, nah. me neither. Yeah, Raymond Ray Ray McLeod got the end around touchdown last week, but uh, you know, I'm not gonna chase the, that point. Of course, I'm great name, Ray Ray McLeod. You got to give him that. <laughs> yeah, uh, Brock Purdy's good if you have him. He's been he's been really good uh, as filling yeah. in there for Jimmy G. Uh, Jets Seahawks here. Seattle getting a point and a half at home. It's a 41 and a half game total. Another quarterback change here. Mike White cleared and starting for the Jets. Uh, Zach Wilson won't even be active for this game. Uh, Tyler Lockett went through pregame, went through warmups yesterday and their walkthrough practice was supposedly catching footballs and throwing the football back with that surgically repaired hand. So there is an opportunity that Tyler Lockett could be back just one week. After breaking his hand and having surgery there, that man is a wild child. He is a sick individual, man. He is a sick individual, dude. Like, you, when you have – he's got stitches in his finger. No, like, it's okay, buddy. No one's going to judge you if you take a day off. We've seen this guy go to the hospital straight from a game and then play the next week. Yeah. Like, Tyler Lockett, man, toughness. But I will say, you know, look at last year where Tyler Lockett hurt his hamstring and he insisted on playing in the next couple games and he came out and he did his thing where, you know, he he toughs through it. But in those games, coming off an injury, he had one game he had three catches for 30 yards. The next game he had two catches for 20 yards. Like, he does this all the time. And it, for fantasy purposes, it can be a trap game. So Tyler Lockett, if he's playing, what it does is it makes me less interested in Noah Fan, but it doesn't make me interested in Tyler Lockett. I know what you're doing, Tyler, and I think it's honestly, at times, detrimental to the team for you to go out there with a broken finger and, and just try and play Mr. Tough Guy. Yeah, listen, uh, I at least feel a little bit better about the fact that it, it's not legs, right? It's not hamstrings, quads, groins. He can go out there and run full speed with a broken hand. So I, I feel a little bit better about him at least being out there if that's all it is because, you know what, they'll, they'll shoot him up with something, they'll put a splint on it, they'll do all these things, and they'll make sure that, you know, he can't go out there and injure his hand any further. 
at least he can move. At least he can run, you know? Like, so I, I don't mind that. So if he's out there, um, I have a little bit of interest because you know that DK Metcalf is going to get the Sauce Gardner effect here. So Yeah, um, that's, yeah. I, I, DK Metcalf is, I mean, we you got to move him way down this week. Yes. It's, it's Sauce Gardner's been the you, best. You have to play league. Metcalf most likely, but just, again, temper your expectations here because Gardner's been that guy this year. Right, yeah. It's just, like, I don't know, man. I I imagine if Lockett is going to play, they've they've at least fired, you know, 50 balls at him full speed and every after everyone said hey you all right you know Pete Carroll said Tyler Lockett claimed he was pain-free after catching footballs yesterday so I don't believe a goddamn word Tyler Lockett (laughs) says all right and I don't believe a word Pete Carroll says for that matter I don't the the two least believable dudes in the league talk to me about Noah Fant yeah Noah Fant is like the conditions were perfect there were two conditions we needed for him to have a viable upside we needed Will Disley to go away because they were splitting snaps. That happened. Will Disley's on IR. And then we needed a path for him to be a top two target on the team, which meant DK Metcalf gone or Tyler Lockett gone. Everything was looking nice. Maybe that's why I'm so salty because I'm such a tight end guy that I'm like, you know what, let us have this. But like uh, with Tyler Lockett back, I don't know if we can fully trust him. But uh, Fant is going to slide in there higher than typical just because Will Disley's out. So he's going to play a full snap here. We get to see what that looks like. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure they'll use Colby Parkinson some, but that's not a guy that's going to soak up targets. So, yeah, I mean, especially with uh, Metcalf getting the sauce treatment, he's he's a guy that you really got to think hard about. Uh, when my updated rank, rankings come out on Sunday, there's a very real chance now that Stidham is the quarterback that I might have a guy like Noah Fant ahead of Darren Waller. I might have him ahead of a number of guys where people are going to be, you know, jawing at me on Reddit about. But at the end of the day, you like you have to. It's so this is a one week win or go home fantasy championship. Are you really going to trust Darren Waller on a half snap share with Jarrett Stidham? It's a one week thing. Right. So for the for this one week, Noah Fan might be a better start than Darren Waller. I'm sorry. Yeah, I agree, I agree with you, um, especially given the opportunities going to have. On the flip side of this matchup here, uh, Garrett Wilson had a lot of good success with Mike White as quarterback here. Yeah. Uh, you weren't going to not play Garrett Wilson anyways, but probably a bump in value now that White's back in the center. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, what a crazy season that we're sitting here all fired up for for Mike White to come back. You know what I mean? Like, it's just been one of those seasons, um, you know, and then Corey Davis is back healthy. Corey Davis, to me, he's out there because he's such a good run blocker, which is great in real life football. Awesome. He's, you know, Alan Lazard, but hard to trust him for um, for fantasy purposes. And all that really does is make us not interested in Elijah Moore either. Uh, you know, it, it just stinks that that's how it boiled down. This is a good matchup for Tyler Conklin if you're if you're in a crunch spot or playing DFS. But again, he's Tyler Conklin. He has five broken tackles in 77 career games now, and he's been five years in the league. He has five broken tackles, runs low a dot. Just again, it's not. I'm really outside of Garrett Wilson and uh, possibly. You know, Zonovan Knight, I'm not really super interested in many of these guys, John. I don't know about you. So, so Zonovan Knight's kind of interesting. The last two weeks have been really tough matchups for him. Maybe Mike White back in the center puts his Jets offense in a bit more uh, of a better situation. I mean, defenses didn't really have to worry about Zach Wilson. So, right. Um, yeah. yeah, maybe Mike White, because that's where Zonovan Knight had his most successes with White as quarterback. <clears throat> Excuse me, brings a little bit back. Um, good spot, but tough to trust. He's a flex play only for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fully agree. That's where he belongs. Minnesota versus Green Bay. Next matchup here. Green Bay is at home. Green Bay is giving three. It's a 48.5 game total up from 44.5. So people are betting this one on the over. Uh, Green Bay, Christian Watson, uh, not at practice. So looking like he probably won't play. 
after leaving last week's game with that hip injury. Uh, Romeo Dubs stepped up, played 60% of the offensive snaps. Alan Lazard loving targets last week, uh, playing all the snaps. Uh, Aaron Jones is questionable, but looking likely to play. If not, A.J. Dillon, you know, obviously going to get a big bump. On the Minnesota side, we love Minnesota. We know that where the football's going. Justin Ugh, Jefferson, the best. T.J. Hawkinson, Adam Thielen, Dalvin Cook. My favorite. I love Minnesota for analyzing for fantasy and for starting in my in my fantasy teams because it's just highly consolidated. You know, you know that Jay, you know Justin Jefferson played all seventy two snaps, fifty three pass plays. Adam Thielen ran forty eight of fifty three, and he's oftentimes playing every snap. T.J. Hawkinson doing his thing. K.J. Osborne off to the side. It's a beautiful thing, man. Nobody uses a more highly consolidated group of players. I mean, some of these teams on a Sunday will have. 25 30 different guys take snaps last week this team had 14 the only guys that didn't start that took snaps were johnny munt took some tight end snaps alexander madison took 15 out of 72 run plays and then fullback cj ham popped in for a couple plays who cares i mean you gotta love that for fantasy football we know who the guys are it's the same dudes every week and the guys that come in johnny munt and cj ham they're not taking targets away from the starters it's Every I wish every team would do that. Yeah, I think they did have a, a CJ Ham touchdown or something. I know, I know, but still, yeah, we'll give him one. We'll give him one. Johnny Munt, you know what? Give Johnny Munt a touchdown too. He deserves it, but uh, maybe not this week. Yeah, definitely not week? this week. Yeah. Uh, so, but I want to point out with the yeah. the, the Packers side, uh, we've seen you know Christian Watson early in the year. Uh, you know he he started the season healthy, got banged up. Right week three, he played. He didn't play at all. And uh, from week three through a short stretch there until Christian Watson got back to full speed around week nine, 10, Romeo does played 89, six, 96, 86, 96, 89% of the snaps, right? So, uh, and then once Watson went down last week, boom, Romeo Dubs right up in there for 40 snaps. So uh, it's not going to be Randall Cobb playing every snap. So if, if Christian Watson is out, Romeo Dubs got to be in your DFS lineups. And honestly, possibly in your redraft line. Yep, I agree with you there 100%. Rams versus Chargers here. Uh, Cam Akers is the cover of the NFL DFS podcast for this week. Cam Akers last week uh, likely being a league potential winner uh, for some, getting them into their fantasy football championships with a 23 carry, 118 yard, three touchdown performance just for good measure. He added two catches for 29 yards as well. Cam Akers now has six rushing touchdowns. Over the last four weeks, Baker Mayfield been their quarterback for the last three, leading them to two victories there. Uh, thoughts on the Rams here running up against the Chargers this week? Yeah, man. Cam Akers is starting to look like this year's Devin Singletary. And what I mean by that is if you have him in your underdog best ball drafts where uh, the most important thing is just putting up crazy high scores on the last three weeks of the year, Devin Singletary scored like six touchdowns over the end of the season. And now look at Cam Akers go, man. You know, it, that, those are the kind of guys you need. You need, like, the Amon Ross St. Browns and the Rashad Pennies that just put together a crazy hot stretch. So, yeah, Cam Akers, we like what we're seeing. We're definitely getting him in DFS lineups at his price because FanDuel and DraftKings, they don't care about being slightly behind on that stuff. You know what I mean? Like, they'll they'll adjust the price as they go, but uh, they don't usually just jump guys up to 7000 8000 and that's kind of the usage that this guy's playing. 23, uh, 23 carries. He played 49 and 65 snaps. So, yeah, get him in there, man. Yeah, um, he, he is He is definitely the guy to grab uh, should he, uh, you know, should that end up changing for sure. Uh, anybody on any, Tyler Higby last week? Is that Tyler Higby. This week? Yeah, he came out, man, and he still only ran 24 of 30 
uh, routes, but he only blocked on three pass plays. That's what's been killing him. He's been blocking on 30% of the pass plays. And with Ben's Skoronek out and obviously Cooper Cup and Allen Robinson, I mean, sometimes they just have nowhere else to throw the ball. You're not going to throw it at 2-2 Atwell or Brandon Powell. So, uh, you know, he's he's kind of a viable play again this week. I moved him up in my rankings. Just keep in mind that this guy, uh, you know, he's not a guy that breaks tackles. He is outside of the top 90 tight ends in average depth of target. So the distance downfield he travels before catching a pass outside the top 90 tight ends. So this guy needs the targets, right? If he gets two, three, four targets, that's how you get these low scoring games. The three games leading up to last week, he was averaging 17 yards a game over those three games. Then he pops off for one big game. So uh, you're chasing last week. If you do that, just know that uh, it can get pretty scary. And uh, Derwin James is the guy that's probably going to be covering him. And uh, he's a killer. You know, he, luckily he didn't get suspended for almost taking Ashton Doolin's head off, but he can take away tight ends. He took away Evan Engram earlier this year. He's he's he, he power bombed Travis Kelsey in a game. So just uh, just know what you're going up against. On the Chargers side, we love what the Chargers do. It's Mike. When everyone's healthy, it's Austin Eckler. It's Mike Williams. It's Keenan Allen. As you saw, Gerald Everett took a pretty big back seat. Thirty only thirty-seven to sixty-eight snaps. Didn't get targeted. And Josh Palmer can't start him. DeAndre Carter's back on kicks and punts. So it's really just the main players. You're starting Herbert. You're starting Mike Williams. You're starting Keenan Allen. You're starting Austin Eckler. I'm staying away from everybody else. Yeah, I, I agree with you there uh, as well. It's just very consolidated. You know where you're going with the offense. You know where you're going, yeah. Uh, next matchup here, Pittsburgh versus Baltimore. Sunday night football. Uh, Tyler Huntley still quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens here. Last week, Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins continued to split. The carries here, Pittsburgh got uh, Kenny Pickett back. Uh, Going to be kind of an ugly game to watch. Just a 35-and-a-half game total here. Yeah, they flexed it to the um, – I mean, it's a real – you know, we got, got to admit, real-life football matters. This is a football podcast. We do skew fantasy, but this game has huge implications, right? This game has uh, – if the, if the Steelers lose this game, they are essentially uh, eliminated from playoff contention. They're still in the mix, though, so uh, there's a possibility that they could they could sneak their way in. I mean, uh, it's a long shot, but they need to win both their games and get a little help from other guys. But you know, this is uh, it's a division game where the loser season, I mean, where where the Steelers season is done. The Ravens are in the playoffs already, so uh, you know it is an important real life game. So you have to consider that. Uh, it's just again for fantasy purposes. Yep. Yeah. Yikes. Right. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely gross. Definitely gross. Uh, finishing off here, Buffalo Cincinnati, a game that could be very good for fantasy purposes. Yeah, uh, like imagine that. your fantasy football championship week comes down to Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Joe Mixon, Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, Gabriel Davis, Devin Singletary, Dawson Knox. I mean, some yeah. some some big names in this game here. It's a perfect game for championship week because there's yeah, they, it, this game is loaded with uh with guys that we rely on in fantasy and over unders forty nine and a half points. The uh, spread is Bengals, you know, getting a point and a half. So it should be a close game. It's the exact conditions that you want to see for a fun game. So hopefully we get one, you know. So, uh, I mean, what more can you say about these guys? It, the guys in this game, again, the Bengals super highly consolidated with the three wide receivers and the running back and one tight end. So you're starting pretty much all those guys where you have to. And then same goes for uh, for the Bills. I guess what we can throw in there for the people out there, uh, if you're trying to differentiate yourself a little bit for a showdown slate, you know, you can get creative by starting the defense or by starting kickers. But is there anybody out there, um, you know, that that comes to mind that you might you might throw in there and say, OK, you know, here's how I'm going to uh, 
here's how I'm going to separate myself from 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 the other guys. Yeah, I mean, you can, always, you can always throw a dart at like Samaj P. Ryan, um, yeah. Trent Irwin, right? Like, you know, two touchdowns last week. I mean, yeah. He played, he played 37 snaps. Uh, Tyler Boyd played 43. Yeah. So, Trent, he's playing. He's out there running around. I'm not going to start, like, you know, Mitchell Wilcox or anything like that. Yeah. But, you know, maybe maybe you mix in a uh, uh, Khalil, Khalil Shaker. Played uh, yeah. 25 snaps. He played more snaps than Isaiah McKenzie. Uh, you know, James Cook, you could always mix in there. So, th- there's guys available. Th- it, there's enough fun guys out there uh, that you can that you can make it happen. Yeah, I definitely could be make a difference for that Monday Night Football showdown slate. So, Coop, that's it. Week 17 here uh, in the books. Quick out fantasy football podcast. If you have any questions, get us on Twitter. Get us in Discord. We're around to help you guys take home the ship. Good luck. Talk to you guys next week.